Good morning, everyone, and thank you so much for joining us and being a part of this worship experience. I trust that the Lord is being felt where you are, that his presence is, is really uh, being felt where you are. You're experiencing his joy, his love, his peace. And uh, even this week, you know, as we have celebra- are celebrating this uh, time of Thanksgiving, we have a lot to thank God for. And so I want to encourage you, thank God for, for life. Thank God for strength. Thank God for what he provides for you. And this is the day that the Lord has made, and we are going to rejoice and be glad in it. So God bless you so much for being here. We're excited about what the Lord will say to us through his word today. I want to draw your attention to a passage of scripture. Um, possibly be, it's uh, very familiar to you. It's found in Philippians chapter 3, verses 12 to 16. And I'd like to talk about and build on what we shared on last week. We, we shared on uh, it's important to keep pressing forward. And today, I'm going to share on keep moving forward. You know, there's one thing to press, and there's nothing to keep moving. You got to press, but you got to keep moving. Press, keep moving. Press, keep moving. It's a a thing where you need to know that oftentimes we get tired and we stop. And it's okay to take a breath, but you definitely want to keep it moving. So we're going to talk about keep moving forward. And we're going to look at the Apostle Paul. And we're going to see how did he keep moving in a time where he was actually confined, confined to prison. Um, He's trying to encourage the saints to have joy and uh, in the midst of their trials, in the midst of their circumstances. And so we want to keep moving in this in this season where we're having difficulties. We can still keep moving. And how do you keep moving? Well, it's not just moving on the outside and just kind of just what I call just keeping our our flesh moving, but we want to keep spiritually moving, keep spiritually growing. And so Philippians chapter 3, verses 12 to 16, I'm going to read from today the Passion Translation. The Passion Translation, uh, we're going to read a little bit different than what we normally read in terms of the New International Version, but today we're going to use the Passion Translation. And here's what it says. It says, I admit that I haven't yet acquired the absolute fullness that I am pursuing. But I run with passion into his abundance so that I may reach the purpose that Jesus Christ has called me to fulfill and wants me to discover. I don't depend upon my own strength to accomplish this. However, I do uh, have one compelling focus. I forget all of the past as I fasten my heart to the future instead. I run straight for the divine invitation of reaching the heavenly goal and gaining the victory prize through the anointing of Jesus. So let all who are fully mature have this same passion. And if anyone is not yet gripped By these desires, God will reveal it to them. And let us all, notice what he says, let us all advance together to reach the victory prize following one path with one passion. That's a powerful verse there, that he wants us all to advance together. Do you know, this is a time that we need to recognize that God doesn't want any of us to be left behind. He doesn't want any of us to be left behind in the background. He wants us all to advance. 
He wants us all to grow. And Paul was talking about this in spiritual growth. So I'm going to pray, and we're going to dig right into the scripture, and we have some principles to share about what it means to keep moving forward. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this opportunity that we can come to worship and experience your presence. We pray, Lord, as we are here to hear your word today, that, God, that you encourage, that you strengthen, that you challenge us to be all that you called us to be. We bless your name for all that you're doing in our lives. Thank you for covering us. Thank you for open ears to hear, hearts to receive. In Jesus' name, amen. So last week, as I shared about this whole understanding of what it means to keep pressing forward in spite of our obstacles, um, we need to recognize and know that um, it's important that we keep moving and as we're moving forward, what does it really take to keep moving forward? Uh, what are the things that Paul can share with us today that uh, if we find ourselves stuck at some point, what, what can we do to keep moving forward? Um, forward movement is Paul's goal. Forward growth is Paul, Paul's goal. It is important to understand as believers in Christ uh, that there are so many things that can cause us to not want to grow. I, I, I trust that you want to grow. I trust that you're not satisfied where you are. I trust that no matter what is happening uh, around us and the things that are happening in our world today will not ever put you in a place where you get complacent and you don't want to grow. But I trust today that this word is going to encourage you. It's going to spur you on to be a person to say, you know, I got to grow. I want to grow. I want to be more. I want to attain the prize. And so Paul puts it in a framework where it's like a runner. So when he frames this, this passage, we have to think about athletes and runners particularly, that when a runner runs in a race, they're not just running to be running. They're running because there's a prize. There's something ahead that they want to achieve. Um, we're, we're in the Boston area, and uh, one of the great uh, events that we missed because of COVID and it's going to be delayed even next year is the Boston Marathon. Um, the Boston Marathon, people are coming from everywhere, all over the world. They come from all over the world to run in this marathon. And as they're running in this marathon, um, it's, it has some hills, it has some steep parts, it has some level ground. And, and it, during the time of year, it can be different weather patterns in Boston where some days it's raining, some, some marathons it was raining, some marathons it was very cool, some marathons it was very hot during the month of April. But when it comes to these runners, many of these runners have trained for months, trained for years to enter into these marathons. And Boston is not the only place where they run the marathon. They run New York marathons, and they run in different parts of the world. And you have to think about yourself as a runner, as one who is entering into a marathon. This is not a short, what they call a, a sprint to the, to the finish. It's something where we have to recognize that enduring to the end is the goal. And not just enduring meaning, oh my goodness, I just got to just hold on. It means that you just have to run your race and run it well. And so Paul is putting this uh, in the framework of being a runner and that he's going to run a race. There's, there's a purpose that's unfolding here that God has for him. And he doesn't want to come short of that purpose. He, he doesn't want to miss the intended goal and the intended person. And I know that as you, as you see yourself running a race, you don't want to 
just run and not finish. You want to actually finish that race. Thing about marathons, everybody who runs the marathon does not start out in the beginning of the marathon and run very quickly through the marathon. They have runners that they were actually finishing very late at night. You know, well into the night, they're actually still running the race. They, they have that, that passion to finish. And so when it comes to running a race, you're in a race, and you need to run. You need to run well. And so Paul is actually giving us some keys on what it means to keep moving forward in running your race and running with a goal in mind to finish well in your Christian faith and to be all that Jesus Christ wants you to become. So let's talk about this as Paul unfolds this. So Paul talks about this first principle is that if you're going to run this race, you've got to have confidence in the right thing. Confidence in the right thing. Uh, it talks about confidence because when he talks about confidence, he lists out a lot of his achievements. Uh, he talks about the fact that he was from the tribe of Benjamin. He talks about a lot about his pedigree and talks a lot about who he is as a person. That he, he was one who could really take pride in his background and his achievements in life. But when he came in contact with Jesus Christ and he was converted on that, Mas that Damascus Road experience, the Bible said it just, it just really changed, changed a lot for him because he asked a question. He said, Lord, what, what do you really want me to do? What do you really want me to do? You know, that's a question for all of us. Lord, what, what do you want me to do? Have you ever asked the Lord, what does he really want you to do? Not just do for the day, but do with your life. God has something he wants to do with your life. And as the Lord was uh, sharing with Paul, he was telling him, you know, that he, he made him a messenger to the Gentiles. That was his purpose. That was what his goal was, to preach the gospel and bring the gospel to the Gentile world. And so although he was a Jewish man, he brought that light to the Gentile world. Now, that certainly may not be your particular calling, but you may have another type of calling. You may have a calling to be a judge, a doctor, a nurse, a firefighter. Many of the vocations, that's what they call vocations, are callings that God has put us there. It could be in a career field that maybe you never thought of, but God is calling you there. It's important to understand that that is the place that where God has called us to fulfill his will and purpose for our lives, but also to be a blessing to others. So Paul is talking about confidence. Now, here's what he says. He doesn't want to have confidence in the flesh. That's in verse 3. He doesn't want to have confidence in his own flesh, his, his own achievements. The reason why we shouldn't have confidence in our achievements because what happens if some of those things are unrecognized? Or what happens if those things can be taken away from us? You know, achievements are great. Achievements are wonderful. You know, having a college degree, very important. Um, being able to achieve some type of um, focus that we have for our lives and goals that we have for our lives. Those are very important. They build self-esteem. And so many times our confidence is in, we put confidence in all these type of achievements, and if some one of them don't happen, 
it can bring a deflation or it can really be a discouragement in our lives. But Paul says it's not that you don't have confidence. You just have to have confidence in the right thing. And it's not even just a thing. It's a person. He says he put his confidence in God. He put his confidence in Jesus Christ. He put his confidence where it belonged. And so today, as we see what's going on in our world today, it is so important to know where your confidence needs to be. It needs to be in Jesus. I think that when you put confidence in Jesus, you're not going to be disappointed. You're not, you're, you are going to find the truth in the word of God is, is the place where your confidence needs to be. That the kingdom of God, we live in a kingdom or we are in a kingdom. We have been translated in a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Put your confidence in him. And so he says, I'm not going to put confidence in my flesh. I'm not going to put confidence in whatever achievements that I get, but I'm going to put my confidence in the living God. It's important that you put your confidence in, in, in Christ because in Christ there is stability. In Christ there is understanding of what he wants you to be. And certainly you don't have to rely on it because if you rely on yourself, you're kind of going to start checking off the boxes to see, did you do everything? And if something happens that you don't understand, you're going to say, wow, what, what did I not do? What did I not achieve? What should I have done? What, what, what? And that causes us sometimes to be perfectionist. But we don't have to earn our right and earn our privileges, as it were, to be accepted by Jesus. He gives us the grace. He gives, he gives us favor. And uh, he receives us. And so we have to make sure that we put the confidence that we have in Jesus and not in ourselves or in something else that really can potentially fail. The second thing that he says about moving forward is, once I have my confidence in the right place, I now can start building something. You now get to a place where you have stability. And now you can start concentrating. And that's, that's, that's the next word, concentration. He, says, he now says, look, when, when I'm in this place of confidence, then I move into concentration where I have a focus. Uh, you, if you're going to achieve, you've got to have focus. There's a lot of things to distract us, to pull us in all kinds of directions, to make us watch here and watch this, watch that, to be concerned and worried about this and that. But, but you know what? We have to be focused. See, runners have to be focused. Runners can't you know, worry about what's always behind them or what's around them. They have to keep their focus on where they're running. When it comes to concentration, he says, I don't depend on my own strength to accomplish. However, there's one compelling thing that I do. There's one compelling focus that I have. And that is, I, I, I forget those things behind me. And I fasten my heart on the future that's ahead of me. So the thing that you want to do is make sure that you have focus. What's your focus? Focus will keep you moving forward. There's going to be a lot of distractions. There's going to be a lot of voices. There's going to be a lot of changes that's going to be happening. But do you have focus? 
One of the things that I know that when it comes to focus, as come, what comes to mind to me is when you're driving down the highway and you're trying to, of course, get to your destination. And um, as you're driving, you know, down the highway you have lanes. You have lanes. And um, as you have lanes, you have exits that take you off the main road and bring you onto another road and you take that road to, your, to the next road to your destination. One of the things about these exits, um, if you're in the wrong lane, it's going to be a problem. It's not just going in a direction and in the right direction towards your destination. You got to get in the right lane. Because if you don't get in the right lane, when your exit comes up and you're supposed to be getting off, you may miss your exit. I have missed exits so many times. And um, I pay daily. If you get on the New Jersey Turnpike and you miss your exit, oh my goodness, you're going to be driving for miles till you get even a chance to turn around and backtrack. The thing about concentration is that there's a lot of people who miss their purpose. They miss their destination because they're not in the right lane. So when they should be getting off, they're not in the right lane. They just can't make what I call the turn, or they can't get over quick enough. And they miss their, they miss their exit. There's a lot of folks that are missing their destination because they have missed their exit due to being in the wrong lane. Some people are actually in the wrong, going the wrong direction. That they should be going south, and they're actually going north, or they're going east, or they're going west. Concentration and focus is important to moving towards your destiny and being in the right direction. So here's what Paul begins to talk about here. He says, the first thing I have to understand is, is that um, I have to forget those things that are behind me. He says, look, I got, I got to forget the things that are behind me. It's, it's, it's an interesting statement because how do you really forget things that are behind you? Can you really forget it? Well, he's not talking about forget it like means it, it just never happened. What he's talking about it, don't let that draw your attention to the point where you don't focus on what's ahead of you. Oh, yeah, I can remember there's a lot of things that are behind me. I can remember that. But I don't have to let it take up my attention and draw me to the point where I am actually looking backwards and not realizing there's a future ahead of me. You know, there's some folks that are looking for what they call the good old days, whatever that may be. You know, as we're prayerfully going to find our way out of this pandemic, it was still people saying, you know, I'm looking forward to going back. And I'm saying, well, I don't know if there's ever going to be a back to go back to. And what I mean by that is, it's probably not going to be the same back that you think. It's not going to, we got to go forward. We have to now ask ourselves the question, where is the destination that we're going to so that we're not giving our attention to what was, but what God has in store for us, ahead of us. So as we're looking at this passage, Paul says, I'm leaving those things behind me. And then he says, well, I'm pressing towards the mark 
of the high calling in Christ. So, so Paul had a calling on his life, and he says, you know, it just doesn't happen because I'm called. It happens because I also recognize that I have to be pressing into that. I have to be pursuing. That's another way of saying pressing. You're pursuing that. So when you're pursuing something, you can't look back. You have to look forward, and you have to make some effort into where you're going, into what God has for you. He knew that God called him, and he says, you know, God calls, has called me, and he's also called you because you're a person that has a destiny as well, and you can't look back, but you've got to press into what is before you. To press means that you pursue. To press means that you chase it. To pursue it and you chase it and you press into it means that you run after it. You run after it. What are you running after right now? Are you running after things that's not going to bring you into your destiny or your purpose? Are you chasing the purpose that God has for your life? Or is something distracting you and you're kind of looking back? Today is that we, we, we want to make sure that we are keep, we're, we're moving forward. And to move forward, we have to press. So he says, I'm not looking back. I'm looking forward. I'm focusing on it. I'm pressing into it. I'm pursuing it. But then he says, we now have to consecrate. So there's a consecration involved in this. The consecration means that, you know what? I have to separate what's important from things that are not. Or things that are about my purpose and things that really are not about my purpose. Um, there's often said that you, you, you can't sweat the small stuff. Um, you can't get so involved in the minute things and minute details of life sometimes that it prevents you from doing the thing that God calls you to do because that's the big thing. Jesus said it this way. He said, don't worry about what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, what you're going to put on. You know, the Lord knows that you have need of these things. But Matthew 6.33 says these words, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. The thing that the Lord says is that, you know, we have to put first things first. The kingdom's first. It's not kingdom only, but it's kingdom first. So he says here, this is Paul. He says, you know, reordering your priorities that would take you into the destination of your purpose. That is part of this idea of moving forward. There are so many folks that get caught up in a whole lot of things. You remember Mary and Martha when Jesus went to their home. He, he was a great friend of Mary, Martha, and the brother. they had a brother, Lazarus. And he would go there and eat very often. And one day, you know... Martha, she was just cleaning up that house, getting everything ready. She was just getting dinner and getting, being the host. And Mary's sitting at Jesus' feet, just listening to his word. And she gets so upset with, 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 with her sisters and says, hey, listen, Jesus, would you tell 
my sister, Mary, to come in this kitchen and get this, get this work done because we're, try, we're trying to entertain. And Jesus says, you know, Martha, Martha, you are so cumbersome about with so many things, but only one thing is needed, and Mary has, has that, that on her mind, and it shall not be taken away from her. The thing that Mary's doing, you should be doing, but you're so absorbed, self-absorbed in what's going on. And what she was doing was something that was good. She was hosting, but she was so caught up in doing all of this work and moving around and entertaining and getting things ready that she really should have done the better thing, which was be at Jesus' feet. So we have to make sure that we know what our priorities are. What's first? What's second? What's third? Order in our life so that God can bring us into the fullness of what he has prepared for us to do. So in closing, this is a time when we need to evaluate. Evaluate where we are. It's a good time to evaluate. During this holiday season, it's a good time to just take a moment to evaluate our direction. So Paul encourages us to keep moving, but not just moving anywhere, to keep moving in purpose. I like what he says here in verse 16. He says, and let us all advance together to reach the victory prize, following one path with one passion. You know, let's follow this path that God has us on with one passion, one heart, one vision. Let's be a people. Let's be a church. Let's be a ministry. Let's be a family that has one heart, one vision. And let's keep moving forward for the glory of God. I want to pray with you right now. And maybe you're distracted during this holiday season. Maybe you're distracted because a lot of things are happening. A lot of things to pay attention to. Maybe, maybe it's things behind you that you just can't stop focusing on for a moment. It keeps pulling you back. Maybe things are hindering you from moving into that direction that the Lord has for you. I'm praying that you get in the right lane, that you not just be on the right road, but you'll be in the right lane. So that when it's time for you to take that exit towards that, that space where God has for you, that you'll be able to take that exit. Or if he tells you, don't take that exit. Stay on the road. You'll be in the right lane. Let's pray. Father, we thank you this day for your grace that's sufficient for us. We are praying right now, Lord, that no matter what, Lord, we're going to keep moving forward. We're going to keep moving forward. Lord, last week we were going to press on and press forward because there are definitely some obstacles. But this week, Lord, we have learned what it means to keep moving forward. And yes, Lord, it's still about the press. But, Lord, it's about having confidence. It's about having concentration. And it's about consecration. So, Lord, help us, Lord, to implement these principles in our lives that we won't get stuck, but we'll be on our way, Lord, to fully advancing in the purpose by which you've called us. We thank you for it. We praise you. We magnify you. In Jesus' name, amen.
Well, if you are listening and this is your first time with us, welcome. And perhaps you are you're here and maybe you've been watching us for a while and you don't know the Lord Jesus. We always want to give you an invitation to receive Christ as your personal Savior because he has purpose for your life. And in this purpose for your life, he wants you to advance and pursue and grow in all that he has called you to be and called you to do. So I'm going to pray a prayer of salvation. If you would open your heart and desire Christ to come in, I want you to pray this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I thank you for this opportunity. Lord, today, Father, I want to walk in your purpose for my life. Father, thank you for sending Jesus Christ to die. Thank you, Lord, for him being crucified, buried. And today, Lord, we thank you for the resurrection. We thank you that he's sitting at the right hand of God. So today, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I ask you to come into my life. I pray that you make me a new creature. Make me a new person. Lord, help me to follow you as your disciple. Help me to be faithful in my walk to you and with you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer of salvation, you can right now, you can just go right to your phone. If you're using your phone and just, just type in the text, you can text us uh, SAVED, S-A-V-E-D, and you can text it to 833-300-0670. It's right on your screen. And we'll follow you up and we'll just send you some information of how you can grow in this relationship with Christ. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you for joining me. And remember, keep moving for the glory of God. God has great rewards and have great purpose for your life. God bless.